Hi, um, so this is going to be a really short um, video, audio, however you're listening um, and or watching this. Um, it's four um, really common marketing mistakes that I see um, companies making. Um, and I say this without judgment because I've made a lot of these myself and, and, and learned from my mistakes. Um, so um, I want to share them with you and if any of them seem familiar or you, a, a light bulb goes off in your mind when you're listening, um, and hopefully it will save you from from future um, future pain. <laughs> um, so without further ado, here they are. Um, number one is modelling the competition. Um, so this is um, a pandemic. <laughs> um, every business or most businesses and a lot of businesses in practically every industry in the world um, does this to a certain extent. Um, and it's completely logical um, because marketing is very difficult. Um, there's a hell of a lot to learn. Um, most businesses, um, business owners don't have the time or inclination to become experts in marketing. Um, so what's the next best thing? In my experience, they are the model, um, big brand name companies that they see um, the advertising of regularly. So the Coca-Colas, um, Fords of the world, um, we, uh, we see their ads all the time on TV, so we model them. Or number two, they model their competitors. Um, reasoning, I presume, being that um, if they can look to a bigger um, competitor that's perceived to be more successful, um, that they would be a good person to model their own marketing on because the company is where they want to be themselves. Um, the problem with both of those things is with the copying brand name companies, um, the problem is that if you're assuming, assuming you're a small business or you have an interest in small business, the, the big brand name companies have so many other priorities um, that inform their advertising that you don't. Um, for instance, they'd like to look good to investors. They want to look good to Wall Street. They want to um, satisfy the egos of their board members and their shareholders. Um, they want their public perception to be um, strong to raise their stock prices. My, most of these things don't apply to small businesses. Um, so if you bring your marketing back down to its very core, um, and advertising back down to its very core. Um, for a small business, the biggest benefit of marketing is to bring in new customers or repeat customers, effectively to make sales, um, to put numbers on the bottom line. Um, now, I'm not saying that no big, no big companies do that well. There are plenty of big, extremely successful marketing companies that do it well. Um, but for the most part, um, Making sales is quite low on the priority list of brand name companies when they're advertising and marketing because they're generating sales anyway. Um, and there are other um, there are the priorities are higher on the list, I guess you could say. Um, and it's a mimicking competitors is also problematic because you have no idea whether their marketing has contributed significantly to the growth of the business particularly the advertising and the public side of their marketing. Um, they could be horrendous at marketing 
and, and have managed to grow the business somehow, some way. Um, it doesn't, by default, make them um, a good person to, to copy. Number two is what I call I-I-I syndrome. Um, and I think I heard this first from Ramit Sethi, who you may be familiar with. Um, it's really, really common for marketers to talk about themselves and their solutions rather than talking about their customers and their customers' problems. Um, it's just human nature, isn't it? We, we're all um, motivated to at least to some extent by self-interest. Um, it's difficult to put yourself in the shoes of um, another person and it's even more difficult when to put yourself in the shoes of a group of people, i.e. a market. Um, problem is if you or if you're always talking about yourself um, for instance on your website then it's of no interest to your customers um, and it's a surefire way to propel them um, and if you're wondering what I mean by this just go to the web website of any marketing agency that comes to the front of your mind or comes up in Google when you search it and you'll see exactly what I mean number three is um, focusing on the first sale. Um, so it's pretty straightforward. Um, most businesses, or a lot of businesses rather, assume that to grow their business, they need to generate new clients. Whereas in reality, selling more to existing clients, um, either repeat purchases of the same product or service or new products or services with upsells or cross-sells, is far, far more profitable than bringing in a new customer, um, both from a time perspective and then a marketing cost perspective. Um, and yet, most businesses don't aren't aware of that. Um, they don't invest their resources in that. Um, and even if they do, they often don't know how to do that effectively. Um, okay, number four is what I call the engagement fallacy. So, this is from marketers who think advertising was invented by Facebook. Um, they invest all of their energy, all of their time, all of their money in getting followers, likes and comments on their social media profiles. Um, this drives me up the wall um, and I don't really have anything to say to it other than my question when I'm talking to people about this is always what are your business metrics? Revenue, profit, average order value, lifetime value. And what are those metrics when it comes to social media? Um, and 99 times out of 100, they can't answer that question because they don't have to use social media marketing to generate real business results. Um, it's almost as similar to the first, the first mistake I told you about where um, um, small businesses mimic big brand name companies. Um, they have the mindset that they need to build their image um, and awareness um, like these companies do, um, but with no idea of how to link that to actual sales and, and um, business metrics. And it's that sort of mindset that people take when they go onto social media is that it doesn't matter if I've got a return on investment or not, because I'm increasing, we're increasing our perception and our, our brand awareness, but I'm not saying branding doesn't work. I just, I guess I take um, 
Dan Kennedy's Dan Kennedy's side on this where to me it just makes sense to build brand awareness as a side benefit of direct response marketing where you can measure your return on investment rather than paying for branding and hoping that it generates a return on investment. Um, great book on this subject by the way is No BS Direct Marketing for Non-Direct Marketing Businesses by Dan Kennedy. I'd highly recommend that um, if you want to learn more about this and more about my opinion on this. Um, uh, another book which goes into this a little bit is my own. Um, nowhere near on the same level as Dan Kennedy's. <laughs> However, um, it's a different book. Um, I'll let you be the judge of whether you'd find it useful or not. Um, you can get the details on my website. Um, you can buy the paperback copy on Amazon or download a free version when you join my email list, um, which is also on my website at callumbirch.com, which is C-A-L-L-U-M-B-I-R-C-H.com. Um, you're welcome to download a copy and then unsubscribe if you want to, um, and, or unsubscribe at any point in the future if you don't enjoy and get value from my newsletter. Um, at the very least, I hope you'll um, take a few minutes to read the book and see if there's anything there that you can apply to your business and, and, and benefit from with increased response to your advertising which is the golden book um, and ultimately increased sales so either way thank you for listening um, i hope you found this helpful um it's giving you some food for thought um about how you can improve your own marketing and um feel free to to reach out and uh, have social media um or a phone in fact but um you can either email me directly or jump on my email list and reply to one of the emails and I'll get back to you. Thank you.